0: It's time for the Jeremy Paul Show with your hosts, Mark Stafford and Jeremy Paul.
1: Jeremy Paul Show.
0: Oh, we've arrived at the two o'clock appointment with the great man and Australian former Wallaby hooker, Jeremy Paul. JP.
1: Rugby World Cup winner. <laughs> uh, no? Oh, No. We're not putting that
0: in. Oh, we get Rugby uh, world, world Cup win. Uh, we we when, played uh, highlights from your Rugby World Cup win earlier in the show, actually.
1: Oh, yeah, man. That was unbelievable, that Rugby World. We changed, changed world rugby, mate. Like Defensive coach, strength and conditioning coach, completely we We're the fittest team, and we were the first team to ever have defensive structures. So um, only had one try, mate. One try, and that was the U.S. that scored against us. So... Um, And we've seen now, mate, leading into this final, what a spectacle, mate. I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. Two best teams, man. Two best teams.
0: I like asking Rugby World Cup winners, and we've heard a lot from people like John Schmidt, et cetera, that that final whistle. And pretty much all of them say relief. But I think Jeremy Paul would be more excited than relieved, would you? Can you remember that moment?
1: No, mate, absolutely. I come running on. And the commentator goes, here's the son of a Kiwi slaughterman. Like, um, <laughs> And the boys started sing- singing, was the son of a Kiwi slaughterman? Yes, he was. <laughs> yeah, remember the old yeah. son of a preachman? <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> so that was my memory of coming on for the final. But, uh, look, we, we were just in total control. But our, our World Cup final was, was actually, there was a lot of controversy because the French were res- sort of res- resorting to sort of, t- Dirty tactics. Look, there's no other way to say it, but um, made the the old squirrel grip, eye gouging. John Eels went to Andre Watson twice and said, when he went the second time, he said, if this continues, we're walking off the field. Can you imagine that? World Cup final. Walking off. Yeah, mate, well, they were about to walk, mate. It was getting it was getting really, really bad. Like, because we, mate, we had total control from minute one to minute 80. Like, we were just in the zone. And I was actually, the week before was the funniest part, bro, when, when New Zealand got beaten by France. Look, you know your day's up. When a ball bounces in between six All Blacks, goes over the top, bounces into a winger's arm, and he runs 40 metres to score a try. (laughs) Like, it was – we – mate, our poor video analysis bloke, right, our poor – we had vision on the All Blacks because we thought it was going to be an All Black Wallaby final. We had no vision on France. He had to stay up for 48 hours straight to find all the vision. (laughs) (laughs) It was a crazy week, man. But it was – oh, look, we – We had this World Cup man under control. We really did. We Defensively, because that's what wins championships and that's what will win the Rugby World Cup is defence. So we knew we were the best defensive side.
0: Lots of questions from listeners, so let's get through them. Ken is back in New Zealand. Uh, Ken! JP, the nerves for a player a couple of days out from a final must be immense. I, as a non-player, am an absolute nervous wreck. How did you guys do it? How did you guys do it? (laughs)
1: Uh mate, look, it's the confidence. Like I, I suppose that if you compare the ninety nine and the two oh three rugby world cup, so going into the ninety nine World Cup final, we, we just come off a um, extra time win against South Africa and again no tries. Um, Stephen Larkham dropped goal. We were just full of confidence. Like we we just we'd done the work. Um, and then you fast forward to 2003 no one believed we'd even get to the final we thought that everyone thought the all blacks would beat us in the semi and again we went back to defense and so the confidence was there but it i don't know it was, it's, it, it was a different feeling we were in total control in 1999 and it wasn't as though we were just happy to be there in 03 but we yeah, we were pretty happy to be there if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like we, we weren't supposed to be there and and actually it was the rain that got us, bro. Like, mate, it was dry. We were up, I think we were up twelve nil or something like that. And, and the rain came and brought in their forwards, which was their strongest point. So um yeah, look, it's there's a bit of nerves, but look, it's it's what you train for and it's what you what you play for, like World Cup finals, man. Like it's it's the best time, it's the best week.
0: Um, Pete says please ask Jeremy if he or the Wallabies this is interesting because we just before you we had Victor Matfield on just just an absolute gent and I talked to him about his his ability to read lineouts, any team. And he, he explained <clears throat> he, when he was playing, it was in the days of videotape and he had to fast forward and rewind and he'd <laughs> l- listen to calls and watch plays. and, and But he yeah. joked that um, he told Bucky's before the game, but Bucky's always forgot. So he said he was listening to the call, have to turn around, tell Bucky's and then get back into position. But he, <laughs> asked, he asked you if the Wallabies ever broke down the All Blacks line out, line out calls and how did you go about analysing opposing lineouts?
1: Oh absolutely we broke them down because because that was actually one of the one of the areas that we thought was a, was a key area to attack was the defensive line out and we knew the hookers at the time had the yips if we put, applied pressure. And, and actually, every hooker will get the yips if you apply pressure. And I think actually that is a, a big thing for this weekend. I think I think the All Blacks can put a huge amount of pressure on their line-out, like the English did, mm. um, and vice versa, mate. Like, But it's, it's actually what's become bigger is the line-out more. I don't think the calling structure anymore that people can read calls because you'll see every every time now the loose head prop will go to the hooker and tell them the call. Yeah. I think it's just movement. It's movement on the ground. And it's finding what our second rowers used to do was look for cues. For so whoever started the line out, they would look at that that person. So it might be a prop that starts the movement. So if you knew if that was that was the movement and that was the play, then you would just go up. But now it's actually the line out more, which is the biggest weapon, right? Like we see line out more, and I think England's blueprint against the box was exactly like they just ripped in didn't they they were so physical man Well, i oh, credit to england man last week they they played well above themselves but they gave the all blacks the blueprint which is actually right down the all blacks um alley right now right like they are just wanting that physical challenge so i think i think the game will be won and lost in a few areas but in particularly the line out more
0: Excellent. Um, Steffi, this is from Jeff the Ref. Oh, Jeff the Ref is texting. Uh, as JP is an honorary rugby referee, can you please ask him what ah. he, what he's thought of the refereeing at this Rugby World Cup and who would be your top re- three referees and why?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Look, I was expecting more TMO. Like, I really was. Like, I, I really thought this World Cup was going to be just bogged down with with more TMO decisions. I think if you look at the Ireland Ireland and all black game, right? The less the referee has impact on the game means the players are also too being disciplined. And I, I I love the use of the yellow card now. Like I think I think if teams are going to continually continually infringe, then yep. I, I just – I don't like the accidents though, bro, like mm. the and on accidents. Like I think we're all frustrated with that. But I think Wayne Barnes, yeah, look, I think I think he's – I thought the New Zealand ref was a bit unlucky as well. Like I thought he got unfair criticism Um, because, again, I think it's the, the ruling of that – um, you know, hands on the ground. I'm, I've said it for over a year now, mate. We need to get rid of that rule. But look, I think the less the referee has any type of impact, means the players. And I think, I think we're at the cream of the crop here, mate. Look, I don't. I, I feel this is going to be a pretty clean game, like in terms of mistakes. Um, and I and I feel that the referee won't even be an impact in this game. There you go.
0: Um. Beautiful answer. From, uh, this one's from Tom Staffy. Wanting you to get JP's thoughts on this. I heard on another Aussie rugby podcast, not as good as yours, <clears throat> that they believe the Wallabies seem to play better under foreign coaches. Eddie's style doesn't suit. What do you think?
1: Well, look, I'll put this really really simply so all our all our whanau can understand this. You know how you guys wanted to sack Ian Foster and now uh, he's got a chance of winning the Rugby World Cup? I'll just lay that there, mate. I'll just leave that right there. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Let, let's let's not let's not throw let's not throw the baby. What is it? The bathwater out? Like yeah. Let's give Eddie a chance. Like it's he he made a decision, went with that, and he needed everything to go right. Will Skilton, Kaneda Tupo got injured before the Fijian game, destroyed his whole plan. Didn't have Plan B. That's what he should get wrapped over the knuckles about. But he's committed to Australian rugby. Let's just stick with him. Let's let, let's let's push through with this and move on. Changes with Rugby Australia, and then then he can get the support and infrastructure he needs. Yeah.
0: Oh, are you on baby duty?
1: Uh no. Wife is. Oh, but he's me. He, he looks like me, but has my wife's attitude. So he's uh, okay. he's an angry little thing. <laughs> <What? laughs> oh, got another thing fly past my head.
0: Um, let's have a look at this final then. I've got a, I've got a question from Jamie, but I, we'll, we'll get to that one because it, it will sort of wrap us up at the end. Um, going into this, both teams with momentum, there's so many things that we try and do predictions. You know, South Africa have had two monumentally, emotionally, physically draining games back-to-back. They've had a day less turnaround to recover. The All Blacks had a, a huge quarter, a, an easier semi can they park all of that and just forget that tide, forget that? This because it's the Rugby World Cup final. No,
1: nah, not at all. I think that's going to play a huge part. Personally, I think, I think the All Blacks when they after that Island game, right? Like when I always talk about when when the penny when it when it hits when it sinks, and that was that game for New Zealand for the ABS they walked out of that game mate the confidence was just they just beat the number one team team that was supposed to win the world cup you know you got france that lost on the other side it was everything just played exactly into the all blacks like exactly where they wanted to be if you're going to look at your team and go okay coming to the semi-final this is what we need to happen and it all happened it all happened for the abs and then we saw what the ABS could do with that confidence, like I think, I think the critical side, and we've been saying this for probably nearly two years, bro, has been the midfield. I think with Jordie Barrett and now Rico Iwani getting involved, and and I believe now with Bowden Barrett with the pressure of um, D behind him, he's lifted up another tenfold. And, just, just the incredibleness of—is if that's is that such a word of Will Jordan. I mean, this kid, man, like he is just wow, <laughs> wow, wow, and wow. Like there's just threats across the ground, and and your older players are standing up. The Sam Whitelocks, the Brodie Ritalics, like these guys are, are who you need to stand up and who they look for. So, I, I, look, I couldn't see a better preparation for the ABs and. For the box, mate, like, it does. It takes its toll. Like, they can – look, out of those two games, those very two close games, um, there is this emotional, overwhelming emotional feeling. Yes, we got through, we got through. But it's heavy. It's really heavy on on your legs. It's really heavy on the mind. So, look, it would have been a big freshen up this week. I don't like this 7-1 bench. I think it's – like, I still think that you need backs in there that can change the game. Massive, like the risk, that, game. massive oh, risk, mate. Massive risk. mate. Massive, mate. Look, I know Willie LaRue could probably play – he has played halfback. So, look, that's really the only – really the one that you would go, which is a specialised position, but – Oh, I just I, I think if you because your backs are the ones that come on and really change the game mate like I really think not having that option is because if again I think he's a bit like Eddie Jones here. he's going for his plan plan a if, if that <laughs> doesn't work man he doesn't have a plan b because England showed with with South Africa right they showed if you nullify their their Ford pack and you bash them as well as take away their line out more, they don't have a lot left mate. They don't have a lot left, and I think they're just limiting their chances here by having this bench. Yeah, don't rate it. It's going to come
0: to it's going to come to fruition, and I think it's going to be in this final. Um, Josh from Wellsford's text through asking about Samasoni Takiaho getting uh, the reserve hooker spot. Uh, Dane Cole's not in the twenty-three, and um, Ian Foster's come out and he said that's the hardest conversation the one he had with Dane Cole's um, oh, yeah. in his yeah. time. To, you know, Dane Cole's doesn't get to play his last game for the All Blacks in the World Cup final. An amazing servant, but you have got to make those tough decisions. You've got to take sentiment out.
1: Oh, absolutely, mate. Look, and and look, personally, Dane Cole's obviously would have been shattered, but but then instantly you would have turned around and done everything for the team because that's the type of person Dane Cole's is. And um, like you know, this, I I just give huge credit to the ABS because they've been under so much pressure, mate, so much pressure. But I think Takiyaki, mate, he is beast and if there's anyone that's going to come on and rip into these South African forwards when they're fresh he's your guy like and I think obviously Cody Taylor but I just like the way Sam Kane has stepped up um you know Bowden Barrett there was there was talks even I said I'm a big Bowden Barrett fan but maybe even D-Mac should start I just love the way the players have galvanized and and stood up and, and, mate, look at Ian Foster, <laughs> look look at this situation. He could win a World Cup and not be the Rugby World Cup, and not be the All Blacks coach next year. It's a pretty crazy situation, isn't it?
0: It really is. Um, someone else is asking, has there been any word on any changes in the administration or guidance or future for Wallabies rugby, Australian rugby?
1: Oh, look, I think that's all underway at the moment behind closed doors. Um, I know feel war and there's been lots of chat with regards to the centralization and sort of taking over the states. I, I again, like there's just too much in the window out there. Nothing really coming out in terms of what, like a, a definite plan. Um, I'm sure that we'll hear more, though, mate. Like, I'm sure, obviously, we'll hear more, but mm. nothing, nothing to report so far, guys.
0: Uh, Jamie says this is the one I've been saving. Great show. Can you please ask JP for an anytime try scorer and a winning team and margin for the final?
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I, I just feel. Uh, well, look, you, you'd have to go <laughs> Will Jordan anytime try scorer, <laughs> right? Like, oh my god, but he's probably paying a dollar twenty-two. Um, <laughs> Oh, look if, if, if you're gonna go i would i'd probably go um like for for a bit of a roughie I'd, I'd probably put Cody taylor on the back of a line out more mm-hmm. i really think um, there's a there's an opportunity there to be able to get a a a little meat pie there if you want him to go for odds but i think uh, rico Yuani. i think he'll definitely score in this world cup final i just love him in the way that he's progressed through this final he's getting himself involved mate look and if you look at the other things he does he leads up the chase line for the kick and chase a lot of people don't see the work rate he does and i just feel that he's been he's been building nicely and i think rico Yuani will have a cracker I really do. I think he's going to have an absolute cracker. But laid a huge platform by the forwards. I just, the back row, mate, it's well balanced now, man. That's Shannon Frizzell. He's He's been the missing link for Sam Kane and Artie Sevilla. So I wouldn't be surprised if Shannon Frizzell. But, yeah, Brico Ioani obviously will Jordan score at any time. And I think the All Blacks will win. Here you go. 13 plus. Oh, There's for you. Really? Yep. I think that will destroy South Africa.
0: Wow. Uh, will Jordan two twenty five. Rico Yuani three dollars. Cody Taylor three twenty
1: five. Oh wow. Cody. Well, there you go. Right. The, the tipsters are with me. Well, you're always going to put a hooker because they're at the back of the mall. man. Yeah. <laughs> There's always a chance, right? I actually put Malcolm Marx as my top try scorer for the for, <laughs> for the uh, World Cup because I thought he would have been on the back of that rolling ball, man. I thought he would have scored seventeen in one game. So. Um, yeah, look, I, I I just got this feeling, mate, that the All Blacks have clicked, and I think they will click, and just yeah, mate, they will like like that game they played in New Zealand this year when they they pretty much just dominated the whole game except for like that twenty-minute phase after half time, but I think come Rugby World Cup final stage, I don't think they will allow South Africa into the game. I think they'll be dominant from minute one to minute eighty.
0: And finally, finally, finally. Do they need to get rid of this third and fourth playoff game? No one's talked about it.
1: Yeah, it's a, oh, no, look, it's a, it's a critical game because you get automatic selection into the net. You don't have to qualify. So uh, it's an important game. Uh, I mean, look, a lot of people don't talk about it simply because of the of all the chat for the final itself. But it, no, it's a critical game. And look, you still come third, right? Like so, and, and you get automatic selection to the next World Cup. So obviously the top two finalists, person who comes third in the home team so at least we qualify for the world cup next time bro we're <laughs> gonna be there <laughs> <laughs> all right buddy because we're hosting it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right you've got automatic qualification
0: hey jp yeah. always good it's, you've been fantastic during this world cup can't wait for the game on sunday it's going to be an absolute ripper
1: up the waz <laughs> up the well, last
0: for jeremy Before we'll take a quick break